Hey friend, this is Ryan Thomas. We're so blessed and grateful you're listening to On the Road and supporting Faith Radio. You are quite simply the best and we appreciate you so much. Enjoy the show. Discovering stories of courage, determination, and hope. Welcome to Faith Radio's On the Road. Now, here's Ryan Thomas. We're made for each other in the image of love. You and me, made for each other in the image of love. That's the incredible invitation to rediscover our purpose at the heart of the new song, Imago Amor. It shares its name with the just-released album from Remedy Drive. Now, this is a band known for hit songs over the past couple decades, but they want to be known for so much more. We'll discover an extraordinary effort to highlight the tragedy of international human trafficking and how these gentlemen are shaping their music and their mission to combat it. Mr. David Zack is the lead singer of the longtime chart toppers Remedy Drive, and he's with us today on the road. What is the good word today, sir? How's it going? It's, it's going. It's going good. I'm here in Nashville, uh, getting to hang out with my family during the day, which is nice for a musician that's been on the road so much over the last 20 years to, to have an excuse to stay home. Yeah, talk about that just a little bit. I mean, such a, such a bizarre time. Obviously, many challenges, but blessings as well. Yeah, and it, it seems, I don't think, I think it's okay for, for us to focus on the, the great things that, that all of this has brought about. And I don't think it's like, um, like I'm not, I, it's sacramental for me to focus on that part of it and to realize and to hold things loosely. And hopefully in the future, when we're not in a season like this, I remember what it felt like to, to, to think, you know what, maybe I'll get to play concerts again in three months. Maybe not either way. I'm going to choose to be joyful today mm-hmm. in the ways that I can. And it's, it's taught me a lot in that, in that sense. That's so interesting. Thank you for that. Talk about fascinating. You are uniquely intertwined with a cause. I mean, people will know your great music for decades now, the chart topping hits, but so much of what you do is focused on bringing awareness to the issue of human trafficking. How do you go about that in your music and, and talk a little bit about your passion for it? Well, we just released Imago Amor, which is our third counter trafficking album. And I didn't really know what I meant by that the first time around eight years ago when we started writing. Well, really 12, 15 years ago, I, I started writing down some of the concepts and the lyric ideas that turned into uh, Commodity and then the North Star and now Imago Amor. Um, but what we do is we use our songs. We use interviews like this one, uh, to shine a light on slavery and injustice and to talk about the work of the Exodus road, which is a counter slavery organization that we've merged our band with in a way that I never, we never could have orchestrated. It mm. just kind of fell into place for us. And I understand that it goes back to a couple conversations, right? There's this question that your daughter asks you when she's only four 
And then another conversation that you have with a gentleman named Matt Parker. So a lot of you might remember uh, Coney, Coney 2012. It was a big movement that, that Invisible Children for a decade leading up to it. We played a lot of Invisible Children benefit concerts in you know the early 2000s. Um, which he, he would enslave children and force the boys to, to fight, force the girls to be, um, I'm, I'm talking about force the boys to fight with AK-47s on the front lines, mm-hmm. eight-year-olds, seven-year-olds, and their sisters were forced to be the child brides of his generals. And that day that that video went viral in 2012, my daughter was watching it with me and she says, Dad, why not God protect those boys? And the helplessness and the restlessness you feel as a father. Seeing, seeing that question from your daughter, um, that was kind of the final straw for me that pushed me into writing the lyric that ended up being on that first counter-trafficking album. Um, and in this amazing moment of convergence, like I said, we couldn't have orchestrated it, Matt Parker reached out to Remedy Drive because, like you mentioned, of those, those earlier songs that, that were hits on the radio, that's how he knew of us. And he's, he and his wife, Laura, founded the Exodus Road a few years before we met. So he flew to Nashville to meet with me just to talk about maybe talking about the work. And because I was already writing about it, I said, hey, I, I just wrote a song called Commodity. I'm a soul inside a body. I'm not a commodity. I don't want to be just another musician or preacher or politician that just talks about things. Is there any way you could take me with you and let me participate in some way? So that's how it started. Wow. And we'll explore the music in a number of ways in just a moment, but you've mentioned the Exodus Road, the incredible connection that you have, specifically when it comes to these deployments around the world. What do they seek to do? And you yourself have been on a number of those. Can you explore that just a little bit, what that's been like? So we have teams around the world. There is sex trafficking going on, which is under the umbrella of human trafficking of modern day slavery, there's 40 million people enslaved today. And that's more than any other time in human history. And the majority of that, the reason I do go overseas, the more majority of that is happening in a dozen or so countries. You know, um, it's happening here in the United States at a very small percentage compared to how, you know, what's going on in, in different places. So we have teams there. We have teams here in the States. We have teams there. And I get the privilege of joining them from time to time. Sometimes it's beneficial for our teams that are doing undercover work to have uh, Westerners embedded with them because there are markets for this that are specifically designed because of some of, some of, our, um, some of our history in those regions and our wars in those regions. Um, the, the, those markets were propped up. And some of them were actually started by, by American um, soldiers. There's one street in particular that's named after an American soldier the street's called Cowboy. And that street is, is specifically for Westerners and, and foreigners to, to go to that country to get away with what would be very difficult to get away with in our countries. And so we go in posing as customers. Uh, and we, we use technology. We use cyber forensic software. Uh, we use informants. We use all sorts of different techniques and technologies to find evidence of trafficking, to prove that this particular establishment is selling underage kids for sex against wow. their will. And then we use that evidence, that actionable evidence, to partner with authorities uh, with the goal of, of helping dismantle those criminal networks, but also freeing 
these children, especially these teenage girls that are my son's age now, um, from this, this kind of abuse and slavery. Man, it's just, it's absolutely extraordinary. I, I can't help but think, as you look back at, you know, it's trite, but what I wanted to be when I grow up, did you ever imagine that you'd be involved in something like that? Well, first of all, I never imagined that I would get to play rock and roll for this, for this <laughs> long, you know, over 20 years. I never dreamed, like, when all along, just a year or two ago, all along crossed the million mark on Spotify, and I was like, wow. <laughs> and now it's, now it's frustrating because that song was from 12 years ago, and, and the song that released this week has to, like, fight to bump it down out of its top <laughs> space, you know? Of course. <laughs> But I'm so thankful for it because that, that song and all that worked from way back then contributed to this and helped build this. And no, I never dreamed that I get to do this. Even when I started writing the music, I was like, well, this is my contribution. I'm a songwriter. And it is. That's my main contribution. And recruiting ordinary people to help the Exodus Road, recruiting people to the front lines in one way or the other. But I always thought in another life, maybe I could do this. And, you know, if I didn't have a family... But when I met Matt Parker, this guy has a family too. And he, he started out, he was a youth pastor. They moved to Thailand. They were working at an orphanage type place. And that's when he realized there's a major issue here. And he just got involved. His wife sent him out one night to go find <laughs> evidence of what was going on. And he found it. And then he, he just kind of kept on building this thing into what it is today. Man. Well, we're talking to David Zach today. The brand new record is called Imago Amor, the band Remedy Drive. And David also a tireless advocate for victims of human trafficking. The title track, there's a warmth to it. There's an approachability to the sound. And and inside it, just such a seriously hopeful message. We're made for each other in the image of love. You and me made for each other in the image of love. Where did this track and this message come from, sir? Well, I love how you said it. It is warm. My, my brother Phil uh, recorded those horns, uh, and there's a warmth to it, even just the, from the first note on. Uh, this idea and this reminder, and what, I, what I've experienced, the more I travel, the more I eat with people that, that don't share my, my, my worldview, that don't, you know, different backgrounds, people that, um, that you could call my enemy a lot of times too. I spent a lot of time with traffickers making conversation with them, making small talk, talking about music <laughs> while I'm in the undercover environment. Of course. Um, my next door neighbor across the street, I, I, I know just by what's in his yard <laughs> that <laughs> we are fundamentally have a different ideology about the world, a different worldview. When I talk with him, when I talk with traffickers, when I hang out with refugees, when I hang out with enslaved people, I realize that we all have this, this spark in us, this, this design, this purposeful, intentional, uh, fearful, wonderful design. Uh, and we are made to, to love each other. We are made in the image of the maker who is, I think most, I know most accurately is, is defined as love. Um, and we're made in that image, the breath of lives breathed in us. And it's easy to see all that other stuff. Mm. Um, and this might be too, this might be a weird answer, but I love how um, Aslan just, he, he, he went and scratched all those scales off of the dragon and revealed that Eustace was still inside there. Uh, 
and I'm trying to see people that I don't see eye to eye with that way. There's, there's a beauty, there's a, a design and I want to recognize and start at that point with, with somebody um, that's different than me that doesn't sh- share my view, but also the song is a kind of a reminder. Hey, the purpose of your life is to get involved with some sort of selfless action, uh, laying down my own rights, laying aside my own privileges to get involved in some selfless way, as Martin Luther King Jr. would say, some dangerously unselfish way uh, to benefit some somebody else. Man. Well, it was a great answer. And brother, I just want to let you know that if your answer ever digresses into C.S. Lewis territory, you've done something beautiful as far as we're concerned. <laughs> <laughs> I, could, I could digress very far into that, into that wardrobe if I needed to. There's actually a really cool piece of trivia, which is, the very first name of your band was in fact the Aslan band, correct? Yeah, it is true. I love it. I love it so much. And my son, I wanted to name him Clive Staples. Uh, and even, even Clive Staples, when he was young, he didn't like his name. And so when he was like three or four, he said, from now on, I'll be called up Jaxies. So C.S. Lewis, Clive Staples Lewis, uh, he was called Jack. So my son's name is actually Jack, named after, named oh. after the man. That is phenomenal, sir. I I didn't think I could like you any more than I already did, but it, it's happened. <laughs> there was another line that jumped out at me later in the song. Uh, if you if you don't mind me continuing to focus on this, we made peace when we were younger. Before we learned to fight, is the lyric. I I that sounded so meaningful to me. That spoke to me. Can you unwrap that a bit? Well, I mean, even, even this week, I look at these conflicts around the world. And specifically, I'm thinking about the country right on the left of, of Thailand, Myanmar, and the, the military coup. And, and I know that kids fight, you know, because I, I wondered about that. I know that kids argue. Um, but there is, a, 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 there is a, something that we have to learn to get to the point where, where we see someone else as our enemy. And I think part of that learning is we learn that if I share (laughs) with that other person, there's going to be less for me. And it's this um, awful lack of trust that there's abundance, there's enough for everyone. And so this, and, 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 and it's weaponized, um, it's weaponized everywhere, especially on social platforms, not because the founders of the platforms, but by the individuals on them and the, the, the hate and the, and the anger and the lack of, um, of seeing eye to eye with somebody else, or, or at least imagining what someone else is going through. Why would, why would someone feel the way they feel? And it's a lack of empathy that we have, um, and I want to be different. So that song stands in judgment of me for sure in my weaker moments when I get sucked in by that infection, that infection on our culture that, that um, has convinced us that someone else is anything other than our neighbor. You know, that is such a great point. It leads pretty well into a question that I had because there is something so natural about this album that it is produced by your brother, Philip, an amazing, gifted musician. But that in itself, this team of you and your brother working together is pretty awesome. 
because there was a period, I believe for a number of years, where you guys weren't on speaking terms. Is that right, sir? When uh, my brothers quit the band 10 years ago, we we had a, a great decade. We had a rough decade leading up to 2010. And we just couldn't hold it together. It was really me and Philip's fault. Um, we argued about creative stuff. It was all of our faults. We were on the road all the time. We were driving our own bus, so we were sleeping at weird hours, so we weren't that practically we weren't getting good REM for sure. Sure. We'd, we'd, we'd play, we were playing 200 shows a year. Um, we were barely making ends meet financially. And then we thought we made it, you know, we got songs on the radio and we just fell apart. And something Philip said in an interview when commodity came out, well, here, uh, I've never shared this online. Uh, my son, Jack, when he was really young, he'd say, Phil put out a, uh, after he quit the band, he put out a solo project. And it was great. Then Jack would request it in the car. My son, he's like, Dad, can you put on Uncle Phil's music? And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) 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 Begrudgingly. And it just moved my heart towards my brother, back Mm -hmm. towards my brother. And uh, he had initiated after, you know, when I was leaving town from Nebraska to to move to Nashville, he came over and he'd, he'd been wanting to talk here and there and he initiated and he apologized and I immediately apologized and said no this is my fault he said no this is my fault and and that was a that was a moment where you know it took a year like we were I, the article that says we were on speaking terms is, is exaggerated we talked but I mean it was tense and um but then we reconciled and made that album together and he he quoted in that in that article that came out the reconciliation of my brother David's <clears throat> relationship and my relationship gives me hope that um, anything that's broken mm-hmm. from, from, from a marriage or a relationship like this to a world conflict, there's hope for it in reconciliation. Mm-hmm. And that sounds trite. And even if I was hearing myself talk in the way I was talking to your last question, it sounds like, oh, you know, what's this lovey-dovey stuff? <laughs> um, no, it's there's something, there's something beyond explanation when when two people come together and decide to put aside their differences and and to love each other instead of uh, hating each other and that's i i that relationship i love it that you asked that is a testament to that that reality wow that is the voice of mr david zach of remedy drive the brand new album is called imago amor he's a tireless advocate for victims of human trafficking now obviously you don't have fear about approaching tough topics. You're willing to tackle those in your music. Tell me about the song using my name because it is perhaps the gentlest sounding song on the record, but the lyrics do not hold back, sir. You're using my name in vain for your power and for your personal gain, for your advantage, for your wealth and for your fame. You're using my name in vain. Man, oh man, could you introduce us to that one? Well, <clears throat> admittedly, because I, because, you know, before we left the industry, our songs were played on Christian radio. Um, and that's where a lot of people discovered Remedy Drive before, you know, we moved into what we're doing now. It was scary to write because I see what people post. I see, I, I, I have a finger on the pulse. I'm well-informed. Uh, I read Pew Research. Um, I know that's an unpopular thing to say, so I just I put a disclaimer when I when I posted the song for the first time. 
that this song is directly plagiarized from the following prophets and epistles and the teachings of Jesus. And then I shared, I think, like 40 different passages where I took lyric from. And it's, it's, it's something that I think that um, it's an issue, the, the, the use of the name of Jesus Christ for political leverage, for, for position, to advance my own interests rather than the interest of the poor and the powerless and the marginalized. That's, that's a historical thing that's happened. Whether it's, um, you know, conquistadors showing up and, and preaching the gospel in, um, in Spanish, a language that, that the native populations didn't even know, and then said, hey, if you don't convert, we can kill and enslave you. You know, that's like an extreme example of it, you know, or, or the enslavement and the annihilation of the native population of America in the name of Jesus and manifest destiny. There's a history to it. And the scene, scene, what one symbolic thing for me was seen, uh, and this comes up in caravan princess, but the song caravan princess, seeing that, seeing how quickly the, the, the worldwide community pitched in to fix a cathedral. That's literally made out of bricks and stones, Notre Dame, or our, the palaces that we build to spend an hour in on Sunday morning. Um, which is one thing that would be fine. I would have no issue with that if there was any sort of legitimate, um, legitimate effort percentage-wise for the poor and the powerless. And the more you study it, if you if you read um, the money that goes into Sunday morning and and comes from tithes, um, ninety-five to ninety-eight percent of it in the evangelical circles uh, just goes to our our Sunday morning. And and we have crumbs from that table that we that we pass on to the uh, to the most vulnerable. And I would love to see that flipped upside down. And I think that's what the kingdom of heaven is all about: is flipping flipping those types of things upside down. And 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 I would hope that this song makes makes anybody that hears it and myself remind myself because you and I were both part of what you know might be called the the Christian industrial complex, and <laughs> maybe we we need to reevaluate our priorities. It's pretty clear what our priorities are when it comes to finances. And maybe there needs to be a, a reshaping or a reimagining. Um, that would be my goal for this song. Well, the record is called Imago Amor. Mr. David Zach has been with us today on the road for faith radio, man, uh, really powerful, powerful music, beautifully done. Uh, some really tireless advocacy as well, sir. Uh, congratulations once again on the record, uh, first of all. And where can we go to learn more about it, to pick up a copy and get our stream on, as the kids say? <laughs> well, if I could, if, if someone wants to know more about the Exodus Road, the, a cool thing we set up is uh, you can get a text message to your phone when we participate in someone's freedom. So you'll get a text saying like five women in India were rescued from slavery or three boys in Thailand. And and to get those messages, text REMEDY to 51555. But then, um, I I don't know where you stream. Go to Spotify if you want to. If you want a physical copy, the only place to get those is at remedydrive.com. We'll take we'll take all the streams we can get. I, I love this this music and I want it. I want it in your house. I want it in your car. Oh, marvelous. Well, my friend, what a treat to talk with you today. Thank you so much for your time and thank you for sharing your heart. Thank you for having me on the show.
Thanks for sharing in the story of this latest episode of Faith Radio's On the Road. For more on today's conversation and the full podcast archive of all our episodes, look for On the Road when you visit MyFaithRadio.com. Thanks so much for listening to On the Road. Programming like this happens because of your incredible support. You can learn more about partnering financially at MyFaithRadio.com. And we'd be so glad to connect with you during the week on social media. Just search for On the Road with Ryan Thomas on Facebook. And our Twitter handle is at OnTheRoadRyan. Until next time, God bless you, my friend.